0: This is the Modicast, all about open source marketing automation with Montic. And here is your host, Eki Gamble. Yeah, hello world, hello Mortic world, and hello Leon. Hello there, <laughs> hi there. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, a time again, and uh, I'm so excited because you know what? Yeah,
1: it's Morticon. But but
0: yeah, it's coming out in episode 19. So every (laughs) every day it's a little bit of Morricone already over here. Um, And uh, it'll be part of this show too, but we have a ton of other things that we want to talk about, yeah. uh, including a fascinating conversation with Juan Fach, who is with Salesforce and mm-hmm. uh, gives us his perspective on, on Mordik and um, what he thinks Mordik can do in the future. Yeah, super interesting. Yeah. Um, and yeah. speaking of Mordicon we also have a couple of goodies for you today, first timer with uh, <laughs> vouchers for the training day part and we have free tickets and uh uh free boat trips no no <laughs> boat trips, it's all <laughs> virtual um yeah that's uh later in the show uh let's get started with our baby ourselves and that is of course modic we have seen uh modic 3.1.2 and hey. yeah that was a drum roll by by ian by <laughs> i'm not sure you heard that um yeah, uh, three point one point two is out. It is a m- huge improvement over the previous two versions, which uh, were a little <laughs> bit buggy and uh, had some Just annoying in little it. things. <laughs> and I think this one is much better. My personal highlight is that the bounce handling is finally uh, back to operational. Uh, <laughs> the one with the IMAP, IMAP monitor. Um, what's that? Postfach. Uh, 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 inbox. Inbox. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Um, yeah, but uh, li- little things here and there, it makes it much better. Then uh, let's talk tutorials. That's ah. yours, of course. <laughs> yeah, we
1: have uh, a couple of tutorials we will talk about today. The first one is by Dane Mank from Cactus Automation in California. And he created a super good tutorial about uh, Mordic email sending and which... Yeah, sender is used when you send an email.
0: Yeah, that can be tricky, okay. (laughs) uh,
1: So he made a very very good tutorial about that. And our friend Joey Keller also made two very good tutorials. The first one is uh, about campaign logic. And he went out into the field and (laughs) made a field study about... uh, Yeah, when campaign actions are triggered, and wrote article about that.
0: Yeah, there's such a lot of confusion in that field, and you can't really explain it too frequently. So thanks, Jerry, and uh, everybody have a look. It's super good. Yeah, you should
1: definitely take a look. And he also made a a tutorial about multilingual double opt-in campaigns, which is also a topic that can be quite confusing. So check it out, and. Talking about tutorials, which is super nice that the community knowledge base finally launched. Oh, who and did that? Yeah, um, kind of me, <laughs> without patting my own Um Yeah, it's uh, work by me on the community. Yeah, and it's a collection of uh, community contributed articles about different topics of knowledge, which kind of is important, but not too formal to be in the normal documentation so things like how to do a double opt campaign in two languages or uh, advanced campaign logics would be super valuable topics for the uh, knowledge base so if you the listener out there have a tutorial then please share it with us
0: yeah let's let's uh, look at these examples here would would you now reach out to Joey and to Dane and say uh, and ask them to uh, give you the okay to uh, have that on modic.org, or or do you wait for them to to uh, reach out to you, or um, how does it work?
1: As I stumbled across those articles, I would proactively uh, go onto them and ask uh, if we can make a copy of it yeah. and uh, publish it in the knowledge base and uh, give them full credit that they wrote it. We just want to have the knowledge. We don't want to. Yeah, undermine what they created. Uh So we would also give them um, the correct links and everything, so they will get uh, Uh the traffic that they deserve. And yeah, I would go. And the fame, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) of
0: course. Okay, good. Um, Next up is uh, a thing that's kind of coming up more frequently now, and that's uh, uh, workflow automation, and uh, not. In, in the sense of, of a modic campaign, but, but the interconnection between systems. Uh, so w- traditionally, we've had uh, Zapier, <laughs> yeah. uh, Integromat, and others. And there are new ones popping up now. N8N is one thing we did mention before. Mm-hmm. Um, even there is more movement now. Yeah. Uh, my f- friend Khalid Samer from Jordan uh pointed out to me that that uh, he together with Josu are now pushing to for a more uh, comprehensive integration with N8N. Oh that's and great. I'm currently trying uh-huh. to to uh fix an interview with the guys at N8N because there th- that sounds like a pretty promising solution there for multiple reasons. But but okay, stay tuned. Then we have a public connect now uh, that's um an additional product from uh, who are famous for uh, their subscription billing service. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another third-party integrator. Same issues with with GDPR, etc., potentially for those who are concerned. But for others, it might be a an alternative worth looking at. And uh, just like everything else, you will find the links at the show note, of course. And then um, there's a familiar name with, once again, Joey Keller, who um, is also active in this area by creating uh, a process or describing the process how to uh, integrate anything through a webhook uh, without uh, external or third-party tools. So, so no intermediate, just use a webhook and you uh, and, um, have at least part of the same effect. So for for them for for some things, this is a generic uh, solution that actually works. Nice stuff, as always. <laughs> on the, well, on the in the area of third-party contributions or, or uh, add-ons, basically the marketplace. Uh, there's also a stream of things and we had to, to mar- make hard choices which <laughs> we talk about today. <laughs> True. Uh, one that I, I'd i like to mention briefly is the form actions for Mordic uh, by our friend, our friend Kusmani. Um, that's com, and the link is in the show notes. What this thing does is it takes uh, anything that's submitted in a form and rather than, than sending it or writing it to a contact field directly, it gives it a chance to m- manipulate, to change, to merge, etc. the field data, and then write the result, or the result into a contact field. So if you have a form that has first name and last name, you can actually combine that into a single field if you like, or you can strip the email domain or, or, or extract the email domain of an email and uh, s- send that to a different field and so on. So it's a variety of options there. And it's basically a tweak uh, logics for those who care. Um, then next up is a Trello plugin from our uh, friend Adrian Schmidt with I- Idea2 in Switzerland. So he's part of the German language community. He um, you, you did a native uh, connection into Trello, which is uh, cool. Really great work. Yeah, yeah. And one more thing that I'd like to uh, mention—it's not really new, but but <laughs> again, time and again, I show it to people and they are excited about it. Little tips about uh, PHP Storm setup for Mordic So if you are a developer and haven't tweaked PHP Storm. Uh, for Mordic, here's how, and that's once again a little little bit of a tip from x c x ten d very cool so next up um you you notice that we're racing through the stuff and <laughs> again we had to leave out so many things um one thing we did talk about previously um is the wish the feature request to save utm data uh in the database so somebody comes to the website and we want to capture the original original utm data Uh, there has been a tutorial by chris calabro famous from the newsletter Mm -hmm. um and he's describing how to capture that within a modic form so that is existing technology you can if you have a form you can write the utm data to a contact field um so if that's what you're looking for if you have a landing page for instance that's probably already good enough so worth a look but beyond that another name that uh, popped up before and that's adrian from idea2 adrian did another thing that was a a uh, PR basically, so a code to, uh, snippet, a patch for Moric to allow Mordek to capture UTM data, exactly the thing that was requested in the feature request. And that's basically, or pretty much falling from the sky. Thanks, Adrian, for that one. Very cool.
1: Yeah next up on the list we also have a thing about the model community uh, Ruth wrote uh, the community roundup for the third quarter of 220 um, the link is in the show notes it's a very precise article about the roundup just like every roundup
0: And yeah, she's putting a lot of effort into rounding up the things <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you should definitely take a read if you're interested in it, It's link in the show notes Yeah,
0: check it out and now, as mentioned in the beginning, our interview today is with Juan Fach, who is uh, not exactly from the Mordic ecosystem, but uh, a related world, and that is the Salesforce world. He's a, a, sales, a Salesforce professional. He does have experience, uh, pretty sol- solid, pretty long-term with Mordic. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, he has some, some different perspectives than of we course, would. Yeah. For instance, um, the size of of potential projects with Mordek. i am a little more optimistic (laughs) that he is than he is but that's understandable because he's of course a a salesforce person a part person and um, nonetheless i think there's a lot of valuable insights in the interview and here we go and there we go welcome juan fach welcome to the show thanks for being here today
2: Thank you very much. Uh, Thank you for inviting me to your podcast. Uh, I'm very happy to be able to contribute or express my point of view on your questions, and I'm ready to go.
0: Yeah. um, Before we go into the questions, let's start by introducing yourself. Um, So, who who are you? Where are you located? And what does your professional life look like?
2: Okay. My name is uh, Juan Fudge. I'm, I'm a uh, safer deployment manager for one of the global um, automobile companies. And I'm, I'm involved in Linux uh, and open source since in 1995. I started with one of the first version of Red Hat. Oh. Uh, I'm original from uh, Cuba and Dominican Republic, but I have been living in Europe uh, for several years, almost a decade. And I'm working as a Salesforce uh, deployment manager. I'm a Salesforce certified, but also I have been involved uh, looking very closely to some of the solutions of open source. And one of them have been Mautic since uh, 2014. So one of the things is that uh, my relation with Mautic has been... Uh, in and outs, uh, trying to look the evolution of marketing and using in, in different type of organization, a small business, or uh, having them for suggesting for the non-profits. Um, my, my relation with the marketing automation in that case has been mostly for the lead generation, uh, B2B business and uh, non-profits.
0: Okay so um let's step back a little bit when when you say salesforce deployment that that's basically the CRM that that you help customers with I guess and and that also ties into marketing marketing automation there but that would rather be part of it I guess right
2: uh yes um well Salesforce deployment manager in that in that case is the is the role that take care is of implementation of multiple solutions of mark of uh, Salesforce in the platform and in that case uh, I'm in charge of of deployment of um, multiple solutions. in this case Service Cloud S Cloud and, and one of them is uh, could be Pardot for the B2B and yes Pardot is more into the marketing automation for Salesforce. And it covers all the communication and the B two B and lead generation, and but also is being used for uh, for the nonprofit uh, arena or sector also, and also has been being used for education cloud uh, in order to promote and to uh, establish the communication with the students, uh, with the partners, and all this uh, this using similar and um, sometimes very localized strategies like a, like a mautic is using on the platform
0: mm-hmm. so give us give us a little bit of history you how, how did you first discover and get in touch with
2: mauric okay um well, as I mentioned, uh, since uh, in the year two thousand, uh, I was in Dominican Republic and uh, we were working on the on the marketing agency. So from that point, we were start using the common email marketing uh, or email s- uh, sending solutions that were in the open source uh, arena. There are multiple uh, solutions. So around the year two thousand fourteen, I started looking. Uh, in the in the open source communities, that Maurica started making some noise, so I started looking for the solution. But at that time, it was very very simple, and since then, from time to time, uh, I come back and I look at what Maurica I, I am using Maurica in my own domain, but I still looking and seeing uh, the evolution on different features, um, because I'm in the middle of a bridge between the consumer or the customer and the business. I look at Maudic as an alternative uh, for marketing automation that could be uh, feasible for those companies who cannot uh, afford or they are not ready for using uh, Pardot. So Mauric is, I consider the Maudic plays a, a very relevant role Mm-hmm. For a small a small business and companies who are using in, in not even Salesforce, they are using any other solution, even Excel. Uh, but they can start doing some marketing automation with their own business or website, their own consumer website or their e-commerce. Either they are using WordPress or Magento or even Shopify. Mm-hmm they can start using uh, Mautic, and this is a very good alternative. Uh, once the user have migrated or they start using Salesforce, for example, they still can use Mautic as an alternative. Uh, I think Mautic could be very interesting for the a small business up to the middle mid-range business, uh, 20 or 50 employees. Um, which is uh, is uh, the, where I see very good potential uh, for Maoric, uh, either connected to Salesforce. I don't want to be biased uh, for Salesforce, but I think <laughs> that one of the topics that we, that I, I think I can mention is that um, Maoric could be a, a very good alternative. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. As, as an early adopter or a- early user of Maoric. Uh, I think you also experienced long years of frustration because so little things were, move, were moving, etc. We are now in a much more dynamic phase. Um, but you told me earlier that you were not satis- satisfied with, with the current capability specifically of the Salesforce plugin for Morg. Um And that's one thing that pops up uh, again and again, obviously, the, the importance of, of deep integrations with various uh crm systems including salesforce very prominently so can you describe to me the perfect integration that you would dream of so if, if you have a an example let's that be fair or, or just certain features that you would uh, consider the, the really high end not just the, the basic things but but what would the perfect one look look like for you
2: so for as I as I mentioned, uh, it's a very good point. It's very good that you bring that that uh, topic to the to the table. As I mentioned, as a as a um, as a bridge bet, um, between the stakeholders on the company, when like any company it could be a ten employees company to one thousand employee company, when you are discussing how the marketing automation strategy will be, uh, we have to take into account that uh, we can use Mautic for lead generation and B2B. Let's let's focus on this in this um on this B2B scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see that the Mautic have not been doing a very deep analysis about the of the feature from the business per point of view and business perspective. So you look into or let's just say some people say that they are happy but I think that the interface could be more uh, the UX can be more simplis, simplis, uh, simplicity. I mean, so they can simplify more the interface. They can make it more UX experience uh, uh, smooth. So they can just go into that. Uh, this is one of the things that I consider they should be. I haven't seen the Maudic interface uh, for, for the operation change uh, since a long time. Yeah. So let's go back into let's go into the capabilities of uh, Maoric. The, the email the email interface um, for building emails is is absolutely uh, not comparable <laughs> if, you, if you are if you are looking at solutions like for example, um, befree.io is a mail builder that they even can do a, a collaboration. I'm not saying that it's gonna be for free. I'm saying that they can make a collaboration. Uh, the, this is one example that I like a lot uh, as an email builder or or landing page builder because the the interface for for building uh, is is more weight advanced than the actual email builder. That it, that's one of the key things. Integration with other solutions that could be um, essential for businesses is like a uh analysis for litmus uh, you can have sure. integration and analyze your your email for the campaign. We're talking about business orientation and business point of view. Um, um, those are the things that the customers will love about to to have. Another I'm, I'm not saying that they should be even for free. I'm saying that they should be the integration with the light uh, version and then they should be for email builder, is something that is. Then we jump into Salesforce integration. I look at the, the integration of Salesforce, and I found I found uh, Salesforce is getting more and more and more advanced into the um, wizard for integrations and wizard for configuration. I don't see that happening in the Mautic, uh interface. I see that the integrations are. Um, not change for the UX experience uh, for better, and the integration with Salesforce is one of them that needs to be reviewed from the bottom. And one of the things is that uh, integration has, should be, uh, uh, first, need to be able to focus and to target the main objects of Salesforce. It could be lead, contact, and, and accounts, and then opportunities, because when you are building the journey, this is what uh, the competitor is doing. So mm-hmm. that's what ParDOT is doing. ParDOT enables you to communicate with a major object and that's what MAURIC should focus on that in order to be competitive uh, into that middle range uh, companies who are going to be deciding between budget and features. Yeah, let, 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 let me
0: hop in, in here for a second just to make sure I get this right. Right now we do have or conceptually in, in MAURIC we do have contacts and companies, and that's it. We do have anonymous contacts and we have known contacts. And there is this mapping that allows you to say, okay, I want to sync my contacts with the leads, with the uh, contacts in, in Salesforce. I'm not sure about opportunities. I don't think so. Um, the the concept or the, the design, the database design, um, um, the model on the Mordic side will probably not change. So the, the other thing I could think of, think of is, is to flag a contact in, in Mordic and say, okay, this one is an, is an actual contact on the uh, CRM side or it is a lead on the CRM side or, or whatever, and to be able to map it on that level. Because we, we can deal with different entities, but, but only with one at a time currently
2: no but I'm I'm not saying about flagging an entity I'm, I'm gonna give an scenario you are mm. you are um, in a, in, a mm. in the journey that is that you are capturing uh, a form from in, in maltic uh, mauori the form is mautic is capturing from the website mm. and then you the 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 customer is interesting in having a an, uh, an installation of mautic and then it happens that you are connected to Salesforce. And yeah. that is going to become a lead. But at a certain time, you start doing a nurturing campaign with the customer. Yeah. So you start sending information, what is Mauric, what the Mauric can do for you, et cetera, et cetera. And, come, and at one point of the flow of the journey, the customer is ready to pay for your service of uh, implementation. So, yeah. And that moment is when you... Are going to be able to go into the lead object of Salesforce and change a value and do a checkbox on that, saying you are ready to call that customer right now. Yep. So that's what the, that's what Pardo does, and yep. that's what I think in the in the in the capabilities of Mauric should be able to be able to talk to Salesforce in the right in the right time without going through the database of this. Oh, I think it can, can absolutely
0: accounts. do that. It, it, that That's a campaign action called push to integration. And then then there you have a selection of all the um, campaigns in in the CRM, etc. So I, I think we're more yeah, there you than you think.
2: About, you are talking about campaigns. I'm talking yeah, well, okay.
0: That, that, that is now, that's a workflow. It's a little, little bit of different wording in, in on the modic side. Okay. Okay. So,
2: but I'm talking about. I'm not talking putting a customer in the campaign. I'm talking about going to the lead object who are are already pushed to Salesforce and 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 changing the value that is going to be triggering a a workflow on Salesforce in order for the agent oh, to be okay. able to talk to call the client.
0: Yeah. Okay. You want to have more granular access to properties exactly. in the, in the exactly. object on the, the Salesforce side. I'm not saying.
2: I'm not saying um only for for putting data in uh, pushing data into Salesforce or synchronizing data because <coughs> that synchronization is okay when you are when you are using contacts and accounts and um, in companies in, in MAURIC, is for the normal I would say um, a kind of a standalone uh, usage of of, of uh, when we are connecting to salesforce I'm I'm looking into more reliable, uh, flow of data between Motic, uh, uh data and and also in real time to Salesforce. I cannot wait. If you are talking about going back to the my point of my position is that when you are talking about a business that is generating twenty to fifty leads per day, you cannot wait until the the Motic decided to synchronize the data. So I want you. To, I want to be able to. Right in now, uh, right, uh, right away, to go into the lead object and say, oh, this customer is already ready for 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 buying or ready for for interaction, and then I'm gonna put this flag, and this is still gonna do another process on on Safer. That's what I was uh, trying to say at this level. But this is a, a business point of view, a business approach uh, yeah. it's more is more than technical, is more than coding, it's looking at Maurik like a Oh I can be on that segment of the market in terms of uh, marketing automation yeah that's what I'm referring with the with the mod, uh, what I'm referring to the to the to the companies who are working for Mautic and development teams or even to the core developer of Mautic. Yep. why don't we look more into the business sides of Mautic rather than to say oh okay yes i'm I'm strong in the marketing automation yes it is strong, but it is that's why maybe some of the business uh, are not looking uh, into into more into Mautic. Yeah. yeah. The other thing that I would say that I have my notes here, I think, is about reliability uh, to to be able to trust that nothing is going to break whatever happening into the process or maybe update or installing a plugin uh, i think that, that is still even myself and or looking at the photos, every time that you look into a, on a great something happens in mauric or even or or you have to invest too much into into the process of updating or uh, you need to have a, like a, a double system at the same. One is for keeping the update and the other is for uh, the stable system. You can have that. But for example, in Salesforce, we don't have this issue. When you upgrade, you upgrade, period. There is no, nothing breaks. And this is something that I see that a lot of people in the in the Maude community are complaining. What is going to happen now if I upgrade this?
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> that's of course a, a mixed bag. If if you use, I mean, there are now multiple SaaS services for Mordic which take away that pain from you, uh, but of course you have to pay pay for it. And if you decide yeah, decide for self hosting, then yeah, it's it's still not that mature yeah, that you then would, then wouldn't want a staging system. That's right.
2: Yes, but when if you take that approach, that is very good that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. We are going back to we're not going back we're going back to the discussion on the table from with the stakeholders so remember that the stakeholders in the company are always looking on business reliability and budget so if I found that I'm using Motic and it's very good but uh, I I'm, imagine that I'm a safer user I'm using Motic as an alternative for not uh, going into a full uh, spec of, of safer solution. But if, the, if this solution is dragging me down in terms of uh, business operations and budget, because I need to maintain uh, servers, I need to maintain this, the stakeholders are going to start considering alternative for for not having these uh, headaches. So we need to see, that's why it's very important that we need to think as a stakeholder or, or CEO, or um, CTO of a company who are being under pressure for the management to say, "Oh, listen, how many times are we going to have this issue of, yeah. of a marketing automation tool failing?" That's yeah. a, that's a conversation. They are not. They are not. Uh, they they don't even know that the Mautic is open source. They don't even want to know that Mautic and, is open source. And they source. shouldn't.
0: They shouldn't. That's right. And I I think it's a good point that you bring this up because. Uh, there's also you know, there's those customers the higher up who just want a system that works and somebody that that guarantees for that and gives an sla and that and there are also exactly. agencies exactly. That, that rely on on a certain tool that make a decision for a, a more marketing automation tool without that agency themselves be having to be technical they just want to use a tool that exactly. works and does a job and exactly. so that, that's a big movement in in the modic world too where uh, having that sla currently not from from a uh, from this um, open source project itself so there are companies in the in the ecosystem who are giving that sort of support and guarantees and um, that is a bit of a game changer i think Um, so yeah agreed and still on the feature side well, there's, there's room for improvement, but we're pretty good. I think we can do more than you have seen so far when it comes to Salesforce integration. On the business side, I agree that that's, that's still not there yet. It, it's, it's too fiddly and, and, and things and, um, a lot of potential still. Um, I, I would like to, to ask you about one specific thing though, when it, when it comes to integration, uh, in your, Experience in your world? Did you ever try uh, external workflow automators like like uh, Integral Zapier, N8N, things like that? Would you recommend going that way when you want to integrate, say, Salesforce with any other system? Are you using things like
2: that? Ah, uh, yes. Um, it's a very good point that I, that you mentioned that. Yes, I uh, I have integrated Salesforce with other system and, for example, in the in 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 the actual job, we are using uh, MuleSoft, um, but as I mentioned, MuleSoft could be a high, very high end uh, for the small business or any other business who are not considering have, having this. There are multiple solutions of, of this. Uh, I would say that for integration, there are two things. Mm, uh, or you want, if if the, if the data flow is not required to be real time, Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you have a lot of alternatives? If the data flow do not require real-time and, and high reliability into the data, you are not required to have the data right now, then there is a lot of alternatives like Sapier and all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also regarding security and regarding uh, data transformation if you need that. So if you are in the high ends, there is also plenty of solutions. One of them is could be MuleSoft or other swats. So for example, one of the things that you mentioned about Sapier is that if your business is not re- required real time, okay, you may use Sapier. Uh if your business can hold to have uh, a downtime or maybe a a, 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 a connection issue of the data, uh, and you can hold for a couple of minutes, uh, even up to one hour. Then Sapier could be an, an option. But if your data flow requires critical and connection, mm, like an e-commerce or this and that, I would say that I will I will take the position like uh, the other uh, with the stakeholders. You you wouldn't be very happy to be on the meeting where they say, this is not communicating, we have a lot of issues, we have a lot of data loss, and then uh, you find out that it's because you are using a third party. Then if you are in Europe, you need to also consider the GDPR. Of course. So you are giving your data to pass through another system that you don't know if they are making a copy of it. And I'm not saying that those uh, organizations are doing that. I'm saying that from the complying point of view, you have to go to your compliance manager and prove that your uh, data flow is compliant according to the GDPR process because the auditors are going to come and they say, no, I don't like it. I don't like it the way it does. So that's why I suggest, or you use an API connection uh, <clears throat> if it is possible. Uh, obviously, if you're using a third-party connection for the API and uh, that is going to increase the cost for the for the business uh that's another topic that we should see how, how api of Mautic is is going i never used the api of Matic, but that's going to, going to be another uh, potential um, business niche for those who wants to build solutions connected by api of Mautic.
0: Yeah, I think it's, it's, uh, critical. Absolutely. It's a very, very big point. And there's also movement there. We have NADN as a self-hosted solution, which takes away the GDPR, uh, issues, which is very promising. And, um, yeah, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it's an entry or a light, lightweight solution. But if you want to be more serious then then you need the native integration or a completely integrated solution, which brings me. To um, the question, after all, you are a Salesforce person, which is uh, uh, not hard to tell. Um, mm-hmm. And in our world, depending on where in the world you look, we we run across people who use Mordic or try Mordic and and never ever had a, an actual proper CRM system. So they um, they. Just may even start off thinking that Maudic is now their CRM, which of course it is not. And then they um, look at what, uh, what would they use for a CRM. So let's talk about Salesforce for, for a second and uh, give us a, c- a quick pitch. Why should people take a closer look at, at Salesforce?
2: Okay, Salesforce uh, is, not, is more than the CRM right now. So Salesforce at the beginning was a CRM. Right now it's a platform with a lot of solutions and a lot of prices. So a lot of um, a package packages, any any companies. You can start with essentials. So that's the best option that I suggest to any client. Uh, you start looking at essentials. If your business are a small business or middle middle-sized uh, business, up to 50 or even a crew. Uh, 50 users, you can start using Essentials. Essentials is up to 10 user, but it's a very good, very good entry point for uh, managing, automating, and organizing your business. So stay uh, staying away from your crazy Excel sheets or maybe your your databases or your complicated uh, data uh, cleansing and all of that. You can keep your business organized. Uh, this. Uh, Yes, it's, there is a lot of uh, CRM solutions in the market, but I think uh, the number one uh, right now uh, without questions is not because I say so, because I'm, I'm, I'm very involved into the, into the, into the ecosystem. Uh, a lot of organizations are showing that. It's not a perfect solution. They have some drawbacks, I would say, in some, in some aspect, but in general speaking, for anyone who wants to start having a CRM in their business, uh, I would suggest to, to take a look. They can approach any CRM partner, uh, Salesforce partner, and they can uh, have a demonstration. Start with okay. the demonstration, and okay. and there is a lot of uh, uh as I said, there is a lot of plans or package or pricing. You can start with essential, then you can as long you can connect essential to Mauric, and then you can start revolving uh, onto professional all that. As much as you get your business on top of Salesforce, you're gonna have more. Uh, reliable, organized, uh, maybe you start doing a lot of uh, argona- uh, automations, uh lead generation, and you're going to start seeing the the real value of having a CRM uh, like like that.
0: Okay, give me a good link for, for starters or two, and I'll put them in the show notes. Um, okay. And on the other hand, with all your experience at hand and, and all the market insight that you have from different angles, from from the Part of Dangle, from from the CRM angle, from the open source angle. What what is your message to the Mordic uh, community into the Mordic ecosystem and to the open source project? What should we concentrate on? What should we um what markets should we go for, etc.? What what's, where do you see the potential and what what's your recommendation?
2: I will let me uh, suggest because i'm uh, say, i would say that there is three points business niche business support reliability and and a smooth integration with third parties in general mm-hmm. but i would say business niche uh, Mautic can have a very good position in the ranking in the middle, in the small, in the small, when I say small is from two employees, four employees up to 20 or 30 or 50 employees. In that range, Maori can be very effective uh, as alternative solution for those companies who are uh, promoting a B2B or uh, nonprofits or a small business or any level an e-commerce that wants to do, but they need to look into the business perspective. They need to go out from the open source and sit with the client and said, "Those are my problems from from the customer point of view." Also, don't assume that there is technical people on the business. That's uh, that was my mistake too. I always think that because I know everything on on the on the technical part. I assumed that those people knew what I was talking about. I was wrong; that those people don't know anything about technology. They don't know. It. So we need to make the the inter the UX uh, of the solution more easy to for them to understand. Because we are not gonna be always with the client. The client can kick us, and they they say, "Well, it's open source. I'm gonna keep it." So fine. So the client is gonna say in a couple of the weeks. Uh, this solution doesn't work, and there is gonna be someone else with a solution that is having more easy and friendly interface, and is they're gonna win. Uh, at, at that point, business support, there should be a more uh, business approach uh, for all of them for all of the companies who wants to have a working without downtime. Not a 98%, no, 99.9%. And when I install something, uh, my operation doesn't work, or I don't have to rebuild the journeys, I don't have this. And the reliability on and upgrades and, and, and anything, uh, and also in the business uh, connection. There shouldn't be not only connection to... Uh, Salesforce in a smooth way, like a, like we say, like Windows, and you like say next, 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 and co- it's connected. Because it's happening on the on the other solutions. Why we cannot having a an modic and also connection to um, the more popular solutions on on the, from the business side uh, in a more easy way, uh, in a more reliable way that anybody can do it. So that we can focus on the business rather than in than the, in the technology. Mm-hmm. So Excellent point. That's one of the things.
0: Yeah. yeah uh, thank thank you very much. Oh, you got more?
2: No, no, no. It's said this points, and we also we we need to uh, because I always come back to Mahadik, and every time that I'm working, for example, with the non-profit, uh, I I try to suggest because also you uh, as I mentioned, you need to look into into two points, two sides. The The customer don't have the budget or the customer is not ready. These two things. If the customer is ready, then maybe they does not have a budget. And in that sense, you can evaluate what, uh, based on the requirements of a client what is going to be the right solution. For example, in a case of a non-profit, you can go ahead and propose Matic. But if you, if for example, if I go to Matic and I found that it's not ready for giving that to the client and, and leave it alone, uh with the with the mautic uh i'm I'm feeling that I'm gonna be betraying the customer because i'm go- the customer is gonna say You bring me this, and it's not sure. working as I expected yeah and then my reputation is gonna be in, in question, so that's one of the things that I always feel that uh in some cases Mautic is not ready yet in that point. For the rest is very good it, do, it, do, it does the work but i think it's from uh, the modic uh, the core people at modic or maybe the core people uh, you know, very active i would say with the modic community mm. can can start looking more into the business side
0: yeah uh, they can uh, choose, I
2: was, they, mm-hmm, yeah uh,
0: I, I i've been thinking why why you said all that and i think this this bridge between the business needs uh, and the actual development is is uh, very critical, and um so far it's it's not like like the core devs go out to businesses and ask them what what, we, what they need. It's, it's the other way around. It's like, marketing agencies, the whatever project manager, salespeople, whatever, whoever is actually talking high level to to customers, need to be able to feed that back into the core development. And uh, we're we're coming up actually with with a. Form it, um, for that, where we have some tiny little teams, tiger teams for feature areas, like, like CRM integration or whatever your issue is, email builder. And, um, they. Uh, they will rely on an input like that, and we will tr- try to formalize that and give a give a way of of giving input like that into the development and make it happen really rapidly so that's one one good thing and the other thing that I like that you mentioned earlier uh, when we talk when you talked about b free template builder um is the notion of integrating paid services into mordic i think th- there's nothing wrong with it 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 it's a absolutely valid uh, business model and and it's enriching mordic and and if there is a like a freemium version of that even better and we we may want to motivate people into doing more like that looking into it reaching out to to complementary services there's all sorts of services like uh, like like, we we as an agency we we work with uh, Deutsche Post for sending postcards out of Mordic, which is of course a paid service. Or we work with databases um, who can enrich uh, or who can deliver company data, even for anonymous contacts, uh, which is a paid third-party service, etc. And if we have more like that, then that makes Mordic only better, and it's a win-win situation for everyone.
2: So yeah. Now, now that you now that you mentioned that, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go back to the to this topic. But uh, look at the from the business point of view, from the business perspective, when you are open Mauric and you have a small team of two people uh, doing email marketing, and they are gonna build that, mm. when you present that email builder to them, they say, "I cannot work with that," mm. because so you want you, I want to do you know, more. Uh, nicer, more responsive, more reliable things on, on this. I want to do uh, for example, some uh, all of these. I cannot do it with this uh, with this builder. I need yeah. to go. And then when the most of the client is doing, like you are aware, they do, they're do they building the email at size and doing that inside. That means that you need a developer outside. So why wouldn't why we put everything on the same solution and we try to cover all of that because marketing people are very Demanding on on that. So I mean, marketing the ones who are building the strategy, not the ones who are coding.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. And and the email builder is a really visible visual thing. Everybody can easily grasp it and e- easily criticize it. Um, on the other hand, there's a lot of movement there. With multiple projects going on to come up with better. Email builder, so I'm optimistic there too. Juan, well, thank you so much for your time. Mm. We're recording this on a Saturday, and I really want to let you go back to your family. Um,
2: thank you uh, very much for having was, me. It was it, been a minute pleasure.
0: It was fun to, to have the in, in, uh, insights fr- from from uh, um, yeah, I would yeah, competition, so to say, but also someone who who is part of the community. So I welcome you there, even though you've been there earlier than me. Wow. <laughs> um, oh, no. And I uh, thank you so much for your contribution. I I hope we talk soon again in the future.
2: Thank you very much for having me. Thanks. Anytime. Take care. Bye bye.
1: We as an agency already worked with the Salesforce integration, and I think it's a bit more powerful than Juan hmm. thinks it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. But again, it's <laughs> it's i uh, I'm very thankful for his time and uh, uh, sure. openness, and um, yeah, it, we'll see can always time get better. To. That's yeah. for sure good so speaking of getting better modic uh, 3.2 is coming down the pipe uh, the sprints are scheduled for uh, november the one uh, it's a yeah two sprints basically one before one after <laughs> be and then we'll have a an rc and the general availability release is, is scheduled for november 30th yeah uh, that's not it's too not too far, far away yeah. yeah yeah looking forward to that and then uh, yeah last up mordicon once again Check it out on at mordikon.mordik.org. The website is up. The tracks are there. The, the, the exact schedule is still pre- preliminary, but we have six tracks and a ton of content. Yeah, it's a, a
1: huge. lot of work went into that.
0: Yeah, so get your ticket. It's, it's really cheap. It's uh, pay what you want, basically, starting from five bucks. Uh, it's, a, it's supposed to work the way that, that uh, those in the developing countries can, uh, don't have to pay much whereas the first world countries should be able to pay like 20 bucks or something also uh, sponsoring is still appreciated a lot of sponsoring slots uh, slots are gone by now but but for 1500 or 2500 euros you can be a bronze or silver sponsor still Um, we do have a training sponsor that's os training open source training uh, who do a training day the day before Modicon. So put that into your calendar and make sure to use a coupon code OSTModicon2020 uh, which gives you 20% 20 20 off a already very affordable price point. Nice. So check <laughs> that out. It's also at uh, org and in the show notes. And so last up, we always ask you to uh, spread the word about the Mordicast which is what we are <laughs> <laughs> um, for instance on Twitter and Facebook and uh, today uh, or this time it's, it makes m- even more sense to do yeah, so if are. you want to get a free ticket we have a couple of free ticket because, uh, tickets because we are, are a sponsor ourselves so do mention hashtag Mordicon uh, in the social media do mention the Mordicast at Mordicast Uh, and uh, use the word ticket or whatever you like, and we will recognize it and uh, give you a free ticket as long as we have them. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Looking forward to hear you very soon. Uh, So stay safe. Take care. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Cheers.